You, you know, last week when I saw you, Oliver, <laughs> when I saw you, Oliver, I know you've been in, in uh, Cape Cod, which I can't yeah. even fake saying like a Bostonian. Uh, <laughs> you, you could have been anywhere. Now you look like you're in Cape Cod. Yeah. Well, the internet, as you learned last week, was so bad that I had to find someone's house in the Cape and, uh, you know, I'm in someone's porch. I'm, yeah. Uh, you know? This is well, how dedicated. And you biked there, which really made me feel good. I'm very proud of you, Oliver. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like this is a very responsible thing to do instead of being frozen half the time, which you and I did a podcast last week, which was kind of sad. I listened to it. I know you didn't. Mm-hmm. And it just the whole time sounded like we were uh, really just begging <laughs> for compliments. And, and we got them. I mean, we got them. We got them. We got them, baby. We got, we some got good the comments. compliments. Yeah. yeah. And please got, don't go. Don't, don't no, go. You got to keep doing it. Keep doing good. the show. Then we'll put yeah. it behind a paywall, and all these people that say, please don't go, we'll see how pleased they are to pay six bucks to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> or we can just do like a big call. How about that? We'll, we'll just link, I don't know, a thousand iPhones together and just merge mm-hmm. call, merge call, merge call. And we'll just do it like with friends. It's just a thousand I people. I love it. Forget the whole podcast idea, but that we're not doing that again. We're not going to talk about all that. No, but it's a, it's an exciting day. It's an exciting guest for you today. It is. <laughs> you know, it's one of those guests that it's like this is a moment for me, and right. um, here I am wearing a hat, and and here I am by the way with a black eye. Oh shit! What happened? Yeah. Here, we'll let Margo yeah. take that picture. <gasps> what? You get in a fight with Smoltzy? I'd like to say yes. I'd like to say there was, you know, uh, Michelle just hauled off and just smashed me in the eye. But (laughs) Blake, uh, one of the two multiply aforementioned three-year-olds, has a massive head like his father. And in the middle of the night, because they won't sleep through the night, I go with Blake, Wyatt goes with Mommy, Blake rolled over and just smashed me in the eye before I left Denver uh, just with his head. I mean, just like flipping around while he's sleeping. And I woke up the next day. I go into the bathroom. I'm leaving. And I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to me? And then I remembered that I woke up in the middle of the night. It it hurt. I mean, he he got me good, obviously. And I was like, buddy, God, come on. (laughs) That's all I remember, and then wham, here I am. What looked like, look, and I had to play in that member guest at Oakmont, and it's in Pittsburgh, and everybody's like, hey, how the other six guys make out in the fight? You know, <laughs> hey, would your wife get mad? You know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, the story's not well, that good. No, but I wish people could really see this because it's a true shiner. I mean, you got nailed. Yeah, I and mean, I think it's just my age. Finally. Oh, you mean your your bloods? You mean your skin yeah. thinner? And yeah. yeah, like my dad at the end of his life would would like hit his the back of his hand against a paper clip, and it, it would just be like massive bruising and <laughs> like an egg an eggplant. Yes, that's what I am. I'm like a I'm like a dead avocado right now. <laughs> it is true. I mean, as we get older, our thin our skin starts to thin, and that we blood got me right on my bag. My uh, tired bag. That's what he got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that skin's God. thin anyway, because it's not even. It's not even. It, it, it has nothing behind it. It's just like a bag of tiredness. Because what do you? 
What are you doing with the boys sleeping with you, though? Like, that's got to be bad. broken. It's bad. And now we're in the new house, and I'm in oh, my yeah. office for the first time. Cool. I, I'm, actually, behind me is going to go a portrait of, of you. It's going to be Aikman and me, Smoltz and me, and you and me. You don't know oh, that, yeah. though, until Ooh. right now. I love that. Um, but now they're on a separate floor, which I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there that had to make that transition of being on a different floor from their kids while they Mm. sleep. And, and now it's just, so now instead of going one room over in the middle of the night, I'm going upstairs. I'm, you know, out of breath, finding my kid (laughs) in the dark, laid down with him, left 10 minutes later. And then I heard, daddy, where are you? Where did you go? And then I had to go get him and bring him back down. Is this the new house though? I mean, obviously there's going to be some transition you yeah. know, period. That was night one. That was night one. Right. In the old house, though, were they sleeping in their own beds and rooms? They were in cribs. So this this whole trip, this nomad uh, time, has been oh, this the transition. This has been the transition from, well, they slept in their own beds uh, when we were in Mexico. They slept in their own beds in Denver. But now they're in their own beds here at home. So this is the first time they've slept in St. Louis outside of cribs. And so they have, they have big boy beds. They have big boy beds. And here's the problem. They're not real full-size twin beds because of the room size. So now I can't lay down in that bed. I'm, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like a Lilliputian. I'm like uh, Gulliver's Travels laying down in a little <laughs> small guy bed. And I, I'm, I'm hanging off the end and I'm falling off the side. And ugh. Well, that's an interesting topic, though. I mean, the transition of moving houses for little kids like that i mean i'm sure they're excited but at the same time they're in a foreign place essentially like dad where the fuck are you where are we yeah no they woke up there's nothing on the walls we're still in that stage we can't find anything uh it's just a mess i mean it's mayhem here and it's gonna take it's gonna take a month to go through all the crap that we accumulated and then put stuff where you want it so you can find it because other people really can't do that you can't you can't yeah. hire people and then they set out your kitchen for you. You can't hire right. because you want it where you want it. And what makes yeah. sense to them does not make sense to you. And then once you finish, you're up and moving to Denver. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> um, maybe that you're could possibly finish, happen. You're going to finish making the house perfect and beautiful. And then it's like, all right, moving to Denver. Let's pack it up. Let's back it up and let's uh, look at the capital gains tax laws and let's make sure that we're not getting hammered on it. Do we have to wait another year? Fine. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, all that stuff's in play. But needless to say, it's been a scrambling morning. This is the first day they've awakened in their new home. So it's, it's exciting and yet, uh, and, and they love it, but it just was a long night. No sleep, maybe three hours, four hours and like real good sleep, but that's kind of par for the course these days. It's just that. No, I know. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. It's easier said than done when your kids start sleeping in your bed again after you thought that you have sleep trained them mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they're back in there and you think it's one night and you let it go and one night turns into months and then you're just sort of fucked right and then you got to figure out starting over again and my Bodie, my 11 year old last night in cape cod was like dad can i sleep in your bed you know and at that point you relish it because you know he's 11 and it's not every night but it's your it's your bigger kids wanting to sort of have a cuddle time and it's a regression which i welcome the, that regression 
Until about two in the morning when I'm right. like, Jesus fucking Christ, get me out of here. And then I go up into right. his bed. He's like, but did he, get, did he get in your bed and go, Dad, what's that smell? It smells <laughs> like skunk. <laughs> Dad, why does, your yeah. mustache, why does your mustache smell like skunk? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, it's a skunk. I just, uh, I kissed a skunk. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Okay, all right, good. Uh, yeah, so our guest today is Dr. Parsa Mohebi, uh, obviously a genius guy. He is who everybody goes to in L.A., even though I feel like I'm the only idiot that admits any of this uh, for hair transplant surgery. His list is, is long and prestigious. I don't know all the names on there. I've heard stories about names on there. I do know one of our past guests is the guy that said, hey, this is the person you need to see. And like we talked about in last week's episode, my name has kind of been mud in the, uh, in the hair transplant surgery mm-hmm. world because I detailed how painful it was back in, 2000, in the 2000, early 2000s, last one being in 2011. Uh, and he, he was like, oh, yeah, you're the one that wrote the book when I first met him. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm the, the black sheep of the you know, <laughs> hair, hair plug world, which plug is like such a bad word. But uh, it is. It's so true. They got to figure out something better. I mean, do they already have something better than plug? Is it's, there like, a better- it's like transplanted hair. It's, I think anytime you hear the word transplant, yeah. It seems like, oh, yes, and, and how is the patient doing? It's like, no, maybe, we're, we're not doing a liver transplant. Right, maybe we can kidney. coin something on this show to actually change the vernacular because transplant, yeah. you know, and plug, plug is the worst. You know, I do not like that. No. Plug. No, it's no, like it doll like, hair. It's, it's, like it's a butt it, plug. It, <laughs> it's either that or it's like the old school ones. Like I used to be able to pick out the ones that went one time and were like, fuck this pain. I'm never doing this again. And it's like they have one row. You know, they got one. Yeah. It's like bald everywhere else, one yeah. row in front, maybe two, and they tapped out. Oh, and then if you run fast enough by them, it looks like you're running like by cornfields. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's like... It's you like you're flying mean? over Iowa. Right. It's just like, you know, that it's, it's so perfect. Like, yeah. So that's one of the things I want to talk to him about, because you, I would imagine the skill in this transaction and procedure is to make it look realistic, mm. like yours. You have a nice thick mm-hmm. head of hair. It's just every one of your follicles has receded. I mean, look well, at that. It's, God, it's like an intervention. My hair's so long right now, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, but don't <laughs> look ever. At my hair, dude. So long. It, it kind of, you could easily do, what, what's your Fox show? Is, is it going to be like the set in present day or is it the yeah. 70s? Oh, no, it's damn. present day. I wish it was 70s. Would, you could do a 70s. Cool. You look like you're an anchor man right now. You look like Rudd <laughs> in Anchorman. You have a mustache, and you have kind of that 70s hair. Totally. Yeah. Is this an intervention for me, for him to see if I need no, something? No, I mean, you don't really need it, but, I mean, you could go lower. Well, let's get to this before he gets on. Why, why do you want to have him on? Why do you want to share this procedure 
with everybody. Because I can, I, I, I will tell you this. When, when people know that you're willing to talk about it, mm-hmm. you would be surprised, A, how many people are dying to get it, and then B, how many people have had it, and, and people that are in my life that I wasn't aware or have at least kicked the tires on getting it done and they're scared about, well, what's the downtime? I have to go to work. What's the, what's the cost? What's the, mm. you know, how, who do I see? All these different things. So I, I think just trying to dispel the myth because it's a big thing and, and it's something that, that just weighs and wears heavily on all of us. There's Parsa. Hi, doctor. Hey, Joe. Hey, there's Oliver Hudson. And hey, uh, how are you? I how think are you, right, right out of the gate, doctor, uh, you just need to see what kind of hair you're working with on him. <laughs> Oliver, let me let me, let me uh, zoom into your picture. Okay. Yeah. Do an evaluation right now. What do you see? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like, give me like, say hi first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Sorry. I got a little, I got a little jumpy. Well, look, first of all, I've been uh, following your podcast in the last few weeks at least, and uh, I like it. It's just good topic, uh, and uh, you, you touch on every different things. I mean, just little things in our day-to-day basis, well, and I, I'm loving it. So thank you for no, doing thank that. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you for much. saying that because we're thinking about quitting, but that's for another day. So <laughs> Maybe um, not quite yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this may be our very last one. So this, oh my you'll, God. you'll be oh, like, the, uh, yeah, the, you'll be like the Bill Murray uh, with Letterman. You'll be, uh, you'll be Jack Black with Conan O'Brien. We're going out with hair plugs, hair transplants. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hair plug is the old term. Let's just, that's right. It. Well, well, actually, we were just talking about this before you came on. Okay. It's plug or transplant, but we what's the name now? And there's got to be a better name. All right, yes, yes. Let's but before we get to your evaluation, let me just give you a quick history of hair transplant. Uh, hair transplant started over, I mean during World War II by Japanese doctors trying to put a skin graft with hair into the wounds that they were not healing and they realized that they can move hair and skin together into those wounds and hair keeps growing. Americans started about over 50 years ago uh, using this for cosmetic reasons. So little big punches, big chunks of hair and skin to skin and hair to the balding area and hair was growing and it was staying there, but it was like a doll head, right? Like islands of hair and the ocean of baldness. And then uh, it got better and better. They, they, they got it into like mini graph to the point that Currently, we are able to transplant follicular units. Follicular units is how hair grows in uh, your scalp. They're not usually single-headed at a time. They're a group of one, twos, and threes, okay? And uh, then we, we have full control on where to put single hair, where to put twos, where to put threes. We know how to put the angles, directions, and everything. So uh, we can recreate a natural head of hair the way that you used to have. Uh, so this is wow. called follicular unit transplant or, uh, you know, FUT. And now we do it with the new method that we individually remove them. We call them follicular unit extraction. That's so you okay, got, so, you got few, yeah. like FUE? F-U-E. And FUE. called F-U-E, just F-U-E. Yeah, but it doesn't have a ring to it. We got to come up with something. Okay, you can call it FUE, yes. A hair FUE. A hair FUE. 
<laughs> you down with F-U-T? Yeah, you no know me. No medical terminology right here. <laughs> I'm balding, see? You down with F-U-T? Yeah, you know me. Uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, so I, what you just said, though, is, is what gets me with, with really any surgeon. The great ones look at it more as art than they do medicine at least at least that's the way i look at it and i don't care if you're doing hair transplants or if you're doing a, a bypass surgery or your whatever it is it's got to be as much art as it is medicine and i think that's that i would imagine and this is my question doctor is what separates the good from the bad it's it's the artistic feel of how a natural hairline would progress over time you can't be 58 and look like you're 15 but you have to make it look believable and that's where the art comes in yes well art is a big uh, component of it definitely art without art it's going to be not good result and we do a lot of repair procedure many of them are not even old hair transplants they're recent but that touch artistic touch is missing so we have to remove transplanted hair and replace them in the different direction and you know distribution However, science is also a good portion, I, I should say 50-50, because hair transplant has, has progressed over the last, I should say, eight years. Like the procedure that I do today is per, close to 100% different than what we did eight years ago. So it came a long way, and we have been like changing it from like older, like removing a piece of the skin from the scalp and cutting it on the microscope to individually removing hair from the scalp and putting them back into the balding area the way it should be. Mm. Well, hey, can you give Oliver the evaluation now? What do you, what All do you right, say? Yes. Oliver, come a little closer. Part your hair at the middle if you can. Part it here. Hold on, I got I to take my mic. Off. Right. Part it so, so my evaluation, well, you look like you have good head of hair. Your hairline maybe is not as solid as where it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. No. What do you say? Yeah, how about it's temples? not as solid, but pull back here. Let me see this pointiness of the temples. Yeah, those areas could be a little bit stronger too. I mean, again, I usually don't uh, give patients a formula unless they ask for it. I mean, if you say this is bothering me, I said I can fix it. If you say mm. this is not as solid as before, I, and I wish it was like more youthful, I say I can fix it. So, yeah. I mean, if you're happy, I don't... it seems like for, for an average Caucasian your age, you have good head of hair. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. Joe is the one who pointed it out. Joe's like, yeah, you, you know, you've been, you're doing some receding. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it's part of being a man, I guess. Sure. I mean, well, part of recession starts from early 20s when our hairlines from that kitty hairline that's like the corners closed. Look, look at your boys, right? So the corners right. are closed. It's similar to feminine hairline if you look at it, compare it with female hairline. And then when we come early 20s, mid, mid 20s, Hairline goes a little bit higher. The corners go a little bit more higher. So this V-shaped hairline is very typical for Caucasian adult hairline. Uh, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But then if it goes beyond that, that's male pattern hair loss, and we have to fix it. If you like conversations with accomplished individuals like today's episode with Parsa Bohebi, then take a dive into the Daddy Issues archives and listen to our conversation with Bill Simmons, where we discuss everything from sports to fatherhood to podcasting, Kramer versus Kramer, and so much more. <laughs> Weird. 
Can I give you my best daddy issues movie of all time? Yeah. Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, great. That, see, that's what I think. The that's what I think. Marriage Story wishes it was personally. A Kramer versus Kramer, better movie. Oh, like not, oh. not arguable. Oh, without a doubt for me. That's a great. That's yeah. a great. That's a great movie. I thought. I thought Bill's was was going to say Big Daddy with Sandler. I thought that was going to be his. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a good one though. That's a good one. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the short break with more from our guest Parsa Mohebi. Can you transplant a follicle anywhere on your body? Like if I wanted more nipple hair, like just because that's my thing, I like, I want my nipples like really hairy. You could take them and just, you could do it anywhere. (laughs) Sure we can. Sure we can. Right. And then it's going to be scalp hair, right? Uh, If you remove it from the scalp. So unlike the body hair that doesn't grow more than certain length, it keeps getting longer. That, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's Guinness Book of World Records kind of stuff there. Now, odd, odd question, but have you ever <laughs> transplanted hair onto a d- different part of a bot, the body? Yes, yes, absolutely. We do it kind of more than before, actually, because with the FUE procedure, we have so much uh, control of where to remove hair and how to place it. There's no cutting or suturing or anything involved. So, yeah, we, we do some... Right. Asian ladies, they don't grow pubic hair. And I mean, you see more, a lot of ladies shave that area, but yeah. if you don't have it, obviously but, but you, you want it, right? It's part of your sexuality. So they if you've listened to, to this podcast, pubic now hair you know you're on a slippery slope, <laughs> okay? I, I, the way Oliver thinks, I, I wouldn't have even brought that up, but you did. So uh, Oliver's mind is now just going a thousand miles an My hour. mind, and yours isn't? <laughs> uh, no, it's what? okay. From anywhere, so be beard hair. Some people don't grow a perfect right. beard, so they come and make it perfect. Eyebrow hair. I mean, I have, I have a patient. I had a patient last year. He is. He's an actor. He plays the roles of Vikings, and he wants to have a tough look. And his eyebrows are kind of fading on the side. He's a big guy, and he be, he put beard hair to eyebrow, and now he has a nice coarse, like bushy eyebrows. Tell me, it's Jason it. Momoa. Is it Momoa? Is it Aquaman? <laughs> is that who it is? I cannot mention names. <laughs> wow. That's really interesting, though. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I, Could I, you I take Oliver's hair and put it in my head? Well, uh, a lot of patients ask for that. People who don't have enough. It's like a surrogate. You know, donor. But, but this is a trans, organ transplant, right? <laughs> right. This is an organ transplant, so your body rejects mm. it. We, we use people's own hair and put it back to the body, so that's your own tissue. So, no so what, what the doctor told me is if I want to go back in and do the back part of my head, they could, if they don't have enough transplant donor area because I've had nine of these now, they could actually take my beard because I have, a, of all things, I have a decently thick beard and take beard hair and put put that like from my neck back up into my, or into my head. Or you're yeah. going back to the pubic region. What if you put pubic hair on the back of your head? I, I know you're gonna you're, you're gonna bring this up. Uh, you know, neck is actually the next best thing after scalp hair. Um, so uh, hair goes through different growth cycles. So scalp hair grows for years, and then it goes to resting phase. So our hair that we have constantly recycle, right? So like, like Oliver, you have long hair. The hair that you have, you didn't have any of these 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
because hair grows between one to five years based on your genetic, and then you lose the hair shaft, and hair goes to resting phase for four to six weeks. And after that, you start growing a new hair. Uh, so that's recycling. Most of the time, scalp hair is in growth phase, okay? So 95% of the hair that we transplant are constantly growing. 5% they go to resting phase. However, when you look at, when you look at the beard uh, hair cycle, it's a, a little bit less of a growth phase and more of a um, resting phase. So maybe 80%. So every hair that we transplant, 80% grows and 20%. So what you're saying phase. now currently so, is Oliver's hair that he has on his head right now has not seen the best part of his acting career. That's, that's, yes. That's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> oh, I love wow. it. Well, what about what about um, just so my daughter, right? At this, I'm just I'm guessing this is genetics. Like she's eight years old and has not had a haircut. Her hair grows so slowly; it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. My wife's actually does as well. My hair grows crazy fast. Is that just genetics? Right. Right. Yes. Well, genetically, if her hair, if you never give her, give her a haircut, how long does he, does her hair is now? Oh, it's, is it to the short? No, it's, it's, it's like oh, middle so back, now. you know? So some people grow to the waist. Some people won't even grow more than a shoulder length. Uh, that's how, that has to do with the growth phase. We call it antigen phase. So how long hair grows? It's not that hair grows slower, but hair falls faster. Like the growth phase is shorter so they fall faster when they get, get to a certain length, right? So people never grow at more than a certain length, as opposed to somebody who can grow mm-hmm. way down here. That's like five years or six years probably. Hair grows one centimeter every month. On so, on, so on, every, on everybody? On most people, yeah. Pretty much the same growth. God. It might be a little bit more. Because I just feel yeah. like my hair grows so fast, and then my wife will get a haircut, and she just barely grows. I mean, it's, it's you know. Yeah. Well, it has to do with the volume of hair shafts too. I mean, right. if you have a thicker hair shaft, you see more yes. volume every yes. month. I suppose. So I, I have two things. I have two things I want to bring up, and, and it's silly to say, and Oliver will never understand this, and and good for him. I, I wish I never understood this, but when I when I came clean about having had hair transplant surgery and and we've already talked about the fact that my name was mud because i talked about how painful the whole process was and now it is not in fact there's a video that's going to come out uh of of the entire procedure that we did in different stages and i can't tell you how comfortable it was there was really no pain involved at all and now i'm just waiting for this new hair to to sprout out. But but what Oliver will never understand or people that have full thick heads of hair will understand is what it does mentally to the person who's losing their hair. I don't know if it's a virility thing, I don't know if it's like a caveman kind of thing. I don't know what what it says to me internally that constantly when I look in the mirror all I see are you know, I see the bald spots, I don't see any hair whatever it is. And, and so it becomes all consuming. And when I talk to people about it and they'll come up and talk to me, this, this is a really common phenomenon. And, and I would imagine you see a difference in somebody's self-confidence and, and maybe that leads to other things. Once you kind of restore a younger head of hair, at, at least cosmetically, right? Yes, well, we, we, we did a study on that. That's, that's a very uh, you know, interesting topic. And that was one of the first things that I did a study when I came to this field. 
we sent questionnaires to over 150 patients who had hair transplant between one to three years before the time that we did the research. Uh, we asked them different questions about what, how they felt things have changed, uh, including there have been some research in uh, European studies that shows people who have hair loss, they have more, uh, they, they show more s- symptoms of, uh, you know, depression, anxiety. So we, we asked those questions. We asked about energy level, level of happiness for depression. We asked about uh, anxiety level. We asked about uh, career impact. We asked about sex life, uh, future outlook. And uh, in all eight criteria that we asked, we got significant improvement uh, after between one to three years after the procedure. And the, the study was actually uh, very uh, you know, interesting, like anxiety level went down in younger individuals. Because think about it, the social anxiety, you're a 18 year old, 20 year old, 22 year old in college, mm-hmm. you know, that environment, boys, girls, parties, and now all of a sudden you're, you're thinning. So that's a huge, you know, uh, factor. Uh, then, uh, so the, uh, I see patients on a regular basis when they come to me, they are like new people. I mean, sometimes they come shy, look down. They don't have that eye contact. After procedure, I say, what happened to that patient? They come, they're happy. They can't stop bragging about their hair. There's no doubt about that. And I think about how I would feel. And look, I, I admit it is a shallow part of me that if, if I didn't do this and I started in my mid-20s, and now I'm up to nine. I would be a bald man. That's where I comes from. My mom's dad, theoretically, right, genetically, and and he was a bald. I mean, played in the NFL, stud guy, but he was a bald guy. And you can't you can't fight that. I mean, that's just genetics. And and yet, I think of you know being on TV or just being in social settings and 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 not having hair on top. A friend of mine said, you know, what you've accomplished. Is your hair perfect? No. I think it's going to be a hell of a lot better when the hair you just transplanted comes in. There's no doubt about that. But you you pass the test of somebody looking at you for five seconds and going, bald or not bald, right? And so I, I'm not bald, but I, I, nothing against it. And they're great-looking people. They're bald. I just think personally with my head, the size of my head, I, I would not be an attractive bald person. Um, so <laughs> it, it's it's funny, Dr., uh, and and I think really smart on your part when you talk about you know like a power watch you know you have a power watch that you want to flop down in a business meeting or whatever you you do a thing right called power hairline you want to sit in a which which leads to kind of that back to that virility thing and that like I'm I've got strength am I right about that Yeah no uh, we were getting this. Uh from a lot of uh, middle-aged men in uh, our uh, offices in uh, Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. People come to us, they're not necessarily going bald, but the hairline is not as good as it was like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So, I mean, this is a part, this is part of uh, even beyond maturation of hairline. Maturation of hairline happens a little bit earlier, but then we have transformation of middle-aged hairline, that your hairline just is not as solid. And if you think about it, the, the difference between that solid, perfect hairline to some fading hairline that you can see through scalp for a good inch or so is like 1,000 grafts. Easy. With, with, with today's technology, it's a one-day procedure, half a day, come in and out, get that perfect hairline. 
and this is permanent hair from the back of the head. It will never recede anymore. So I, I thought I was getting more and more of these patients. I said, this is like, you know, power watch, right? You go to this, uh, you know, board meeting, you put your 50,000 watch on the table, say, okay, this is who I am. The same thing with the hairline. Confidence, confident men with that hairline, that's who they want to be. And we get more and more, more of those. People who are not bald, who are not coming to treat their baldness, but they want to get that youthful, um, you know, perfect hairline mm-hmm. back. Well, do you, do you know Bosley? Yeah, it's a big corporation. It, yeah. is, it, and it, that was been around for a long, long time. I mean, obviously they were doing it differently, but I remember those commercials. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, is that a totally... Di- I, I get those every day too in my mail. Is that <laughs> a different procedure? Uh, no, I mean, it, it, the whole field has improved a little bit. Some of, some of us are a little bit more advanced. Some of our, our, us are ahead of the game. So uh, the procedure FUE is kind of newer. The old method was like a strip or FUT procedure. Mm. And uh, like about, I think, 10 years ago, the International Society of Hair Restoration started this basically committee called FUE Research Committee to see what we can do better to do FUE because people don't want to have that scar Mm -hmm. in the back, right? They want to have individually hair removed. But FUE was not as good as it is today. We were not getting the same uh, value for the hair that we were harvesting. So we started doing this research. There were 17 physicians all over the world to do research to see how we can do this better. I was the first, uh, you know, chairman of it for the first two years. So, and then after two or three years of doing the research, we figured this out. We figured, okay, we don't really have to cut through the skin and put suture. We can remove hair. We, there are the microscopic methods. There are different methods that we can remove this hair and we can transplant them. And that changed everything. So some of that procedure has to do a lot with eye, hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So if you are a good doctor, you can cut and remove and technicians can do the rest of the procedure. But if you want to remove single hair one at a time under microscope, it takes a lot more attention and just, uh, you know, dexterity and everything. Um, So some of us are doing a better job than others. Uh, And probably the whole field will will probably, probably catch up in the future. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't, we're going to hold one of your family members hostage. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss the rest of our conversation with Parsim Ohebi coming right up after this short break. This is an odd question. Okay, not like any of my questions are not odd, but it's obviously an expensive procedure, you know, for the most part. I just for the just the for the average person. Um, but people do do it for confidence reasons. I mean, I don't I think that's the, probably the number one reason. Is there a not charitable aspect, but in a sense, if it's doing what it's doing for Joe, imagine what it can do for a lot of other people who can't afford something like this like is there is there a way or do you think that it will become less expensive in the future well in may we are or they are working on um, uh, hair multiplication hair multiplication means instead of removing like 1000 hair from the back and put them in the front they remove one or two and multiply it in the lab and then transplant those uh, well, we are far from that to become a reality because they haven't even started phase three of the study that needs to go another eight to 10 years to make sure it's not 
makes you safe and it doesn't cause cancer or anything. But when that happens, the prices may come down. Uh, I don't know when and how, but that's just simple process. Mm -hmm. We know how it works, but we haven't done different things. And when you talk about FUE, um, and and just as we wind down, the the, the machine that you used is something you invented. Am I right about that? Because I... There are different machines. There is a machine that we remove here. There is a machine that we implant here that I invented. So basically, when we started doing this process, used to be the old method was that you have to remove all the hair, okay, and have them sit down in, in a basically petri dish out out of the body, and the technicians had to start placing them into the holes with the forceps, right? And then I I thought that okay, these grafts are sitting out. We know based on some research that the more they stay up, basically. Uh, in the environment, out of your skin, they, they, the less they can grow, their viability will go down. So I said, what if we make the sites first? Just do all the design at the beginning of the day. And then as I'm removing the grafts, I hand it to my technician and they can put it into the mm. holes. It's already designed. The holes there, the direction, distribution is already there. We just have to remove it and put it right back in. So we call this simultaneous extraction placement. That's something we worked on. And the device that I invented is called Mohebi, uh, Mohebi Inserter, that we load the grafts into the, the small device and inject it basically into the hole. Wow. So by doing that, I can have four people work on patient's head. As I'm removing here from the back and sides, my technicians are loading and placing with, with that device. So the grafts staying are staying up basically less than uh, thirty minutes out of uh, out of the scalp. It's probably something that they invented at Mattel for like Barbie dolls back in the day. But you're actually doing it for uh, for real human beings, which thank God you are. And, and like I said, uh, there's a video that that's going to come out, and and we're trying to figure out how we're going to have our listeners be able to see it. Where you know you talk about the proofs in the video, they're, 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 you're talking to me while it's going on. I'm numbed up. I don't really feel anything, and the and the recovery was like zero. I mean, other than you know shaving the side of my sides of my head, and I had a mohawk, which my wife actually liked. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it is a pretty pain free procedure, which is me saying to you, I'm sorry I was so harsh in my book about how painful it was the first eight times I got it because it sucked. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, you, you are one of those patients that I, I told you, remember, I said, you know, you, you, you've been in a bad mouthing this procedure forever. Can you <laughs> correct? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's correct. I'm doing my part. I, nobody else even wants to admit they got, you know, anything done. But, I'm, I'm bearing my soul for the world to see to tell everybody it's not a painful procedure. Procedure is pain, pain-free, basically. The only thing you feel is the local anesthesia. Yeah. And even for that, part, we give laughing gas to patients. So you may, you may, may or may not remember even this, that you have some little pinching in front and back of the head, and then after that, everything is numb. So you don't feel anything at all. Uh, during the process, I keep re- repeating that local anesthesia so the pain will never come back. After procedure, you may have some vague mm-hmm. pain. We give we send patients with, with Tylenol. That's all they need. As opposed to older method hair transplant, they give them Percocet and all mm-hmm. sort of uh, you know, uh, stronger pain medications. But with this one, most people don't even need pain medications. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's true. And and uh, you'll see at the beginning of the video, 
I'm talking like this. So oh, I've been so here like, like this. You're I'm like huffing Clinton. laughing gas and I'm I'm I, I've taken a Valium or whatever and I'm like, Yes, I'm excited to get more hair taken <laughs> from the back of my head and put- I know. My favorite my favorite cutaway of the video is all of a sudden it cuts to you like it looks like you're vaping. You know, you've got this big contraption, you're like <laughs> Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait. Here, you know, I mean, you're on, you're on video, so why don't I just, you know, can I show you where we are? Uh, and yeah. this is like money in the bank for me. Like it, they haven't sprouted yet, so I don't really know how this whole thing, this whole story turns out. When do they uh, sprout? Right. Six weeks, eight weeks. Usually two or three months they start growing, and then you see the full result within six to eight m- months. Okay. Yeah, so this is I got I got months to wait before this stuff comes out, but Let, I'm gonna just take my it. yeah. Oh, can you see that? Yeah, it's 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 just it's not even you know the the, the time. Just give it probably how, how how far are you? Uh, what two months? Two months. Yeah, two months is like you. Some people even look worse than before at, at two months because they may have some degree of shock loss. They existing here, may, they may feel that healing process. They may decide to go to resting phase. But after like two, three months from now, they start growing all together. And probably at uh, six to eight months, you see full results. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, if they don't come in, in, if they don't come in, I'm coming dormant. after you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's very reproducible. The procedure is, uh, it, it won't fail. I mean, it just, it, it works every single time because we get healthy hair. We look at them on the microscope intact, put them back in healthy skin. There, there's no reason for, for them not to. It's one of those procedures that we, we can kind of guess. I mean, we, we have better aesthetic results from some people than others, like people with fine, flimsy hair. They don't create that much bulk of hair with the same number of grafts as somebody with coarse hair, obviously, because the thicker the hair, the hair is, the more volume sure. it, it can produce. So people with finer hair, they have to expect to get like two procedures to just get more mm. density and more volume uh, instead of people who do just uh, one procedure with thicker yeah. hair. Yeah, I mean, I have thick hair. I think if you were ever to do anything, yeah, yeah, I you tell. know, it will, you just need like one or two, like a couple up here, and I think we'll be good. Yeah, like six or seven. (laughs) Six or seven hairs, individual follicles. That's all you need. Right. You need just like that power hairline. But when you come back from Albuquerque. That's right. It's like down by my eyebrows. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I did one year of my surgical residency in University of New Mexico. I lived in Albuquerque, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's a good city. Oh, good. It. It's nice to hear. Yeah, I haven't. I've never been, and I go on August second. Oh, really? It's a it's a great climate. It's not. Uh, it's a little bit semi deserty, yeah. and it has uh, this mountain that you go on the on back of the mountain. You have like forest, like green, and then on this side is more, more desert. Oh, wow. It's interesting. Oh no, yeah, no, it's a yeah. cool. I mean, Santa Fe is close, and Santa Fe is yeah, nice. Santa Fe is yeah. pretty. I've been to Santa Fe. Well, are you available, uh, Doctor Mohebi, if they uh, if they need you know a doctor to come in and give a hair transplant <laughs> thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, it <laughs> feels like it feels like every actor you see out there has probably had something done. You know what I mean? Like as far as the- most people, most people get it done. Most people, even people who have good hair, sometimes we have to like for actors. This is a matter of livelihood. Yeah. It's just, 
when they come and somebody has some little thinning here to get a hair transplant to get nice solid hairline all of a sudden they start getting calls and they, they get more mm. roles and they see that they see how it's changing their, their career and they come push for more and more uh, you know a lot of becomes people who don't need hair and they keep pushing for more hair we call them hair junkies mm. <laughs> because you know they just there's no room i said hey this is perfect yeah. i mean so no no how about like putting 52 grafts here and 13 uh. years it's just I want to make it supernatural that I don't want, but sometimes they twist my yeah. arm to do certain things. Oh, uh, my God. Well, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be in there at some point. <laughs> well, we just did like a, a, a an infomercial for the guy. So, I no, mean, I you know. know, cut him a deal for God's sake. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you're the best. You're you're a genius in your field. You're You're cutting edge literally and figuratively, and I can't thank you enough for – you know, coming on first of all, but uh, you know your your expertise in doing what you do and and helping me feel better about my hairline. So you're you're a talented man, Thank and you. Uh, we've had a lot of a lot of artists it. on here. Yeah. You're just you're every bit as good as as all the rest. So thank you so much. Thank. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, good, right, to, meet good you, to meet you, Oliver. Brother. Thanks, Doc. All right, all right, all right Doctor. Thank you. I'll be back. I'll be, right. I'll be back. I'll be back. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, there you go, Ollie. Uh, now you know everything you needed to know or ever wanted to know about hair transplant surgery. You know, I was thinking that I, I love this idea that you can take hair and put it anywhere. Like, you know, if Jackass was still going, it would be amazing to take like pubic hair, like Steve-O's pubic hair and transplant it on like a must, someone's mustache line. Right. You know, like that would be an incredible loss, you know, right. like if you lose a bet of some kind. Right. But they, they start, you know, they start, this is called pube hair transplant. And then right. they it's cut so to lovely. Dr. Mohebi, you know, uh, <laughs> shaving down and yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, well, I mean, you can see why it happens and i'm telling you i mean I, I started to write a script i don't know 15 years ago and it would mm -hmm. something would sell about hair loss because you're the you're the i think the exception I, those who deal with it obsess on it and, mm -hmm. and unless you have it you don't really get it oh i, I mean i grew up all of my best friends losing their hair i mean I, since college they called it cromming, okay, because it was like a chrome dome, and then it went to cromming, and it was always cromming. That was what my friend said, like, dude, you're cromming, and you're losing more of your hair. John, my friend John, even made a student film about it called cromming, literally. He's a director now, and his first movie was called cromming, about balding and what it does to his psyche. So my friends have been, I'm, I've been inundated with this topic for 25 years and they're on Propecia or whatever the hell it is they're taking, you know? Yeah. I've been on Propecia since before Propecia came onto the market. I was like in a back alley trying to get Propecia. You were trying to like score ecstasy and I'm back there trying, hey, you got any Propecia? You got any Propecia? <laughs> You're worried Are about you... psilocybin and microdosing mushrooms. I'm worried about trying to find the perfect cocktail to make my hair follicles grow even more. Well, now you're you're on your way, man. He's a really sweet guy. He really, really is. Nice and guy. and yeah. I think you'll see in the video how uh how taken care of you are when you're in oh, there yeah. and and it just doesn't Oh, yeah. you're like a big ass lunch platter in front of yeah. you. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, it looks <laughs> looks pretty fantastic. Just even yeah. just to get away from the family for just a, like day a day at the spa for eight hours. <laughs> exactly. And you come out. You just, you're high on Ativan and laughing gas, eating really good food in Beverly Hills. You know, what else do you want? <laughs> you, you come out with a great head of hair. I mean, Jesus. And a power watch. <laughs> they give you a and power a- watch on your way out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He forgot to. T- Would you like a Vincero? <laughs> <laughs> that's for the listeners who've been around for a minute. That's old school. <laughs> Uh, you just got to smile. Whoever you are uh, out there listening, that's that's you, a throwback. You get a vincero. <laughs> I miss those ads. Vincero. <laughs> vincero. Uh, um, well, cool beans, man. That was you, fun. Do, here's, a, here's a question I've been dying to ask you since we started this. Hmm. Do, the, uh, do the people whose house you're sitting in front of know that you're there? No. Nicole? So Nicole? I mean, you, you know the you know the residents there, right? Well, I met them. I mean, I can't. You know, I didn't just. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't come on this this sort of outdoor porch and and just uh, you know trespass pirate, pirate somebody's internet. Yeah, yeah. I just knocked on a few doors. Can you say pirate anymore? Is that a bad word? If you no, it's appropriation. It is. Yeah, you you just you 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 illegally uh, got on their Wi-Fi, not <laughs> exactly. pirate. Uh, no, pirates get upset. Uh, you know, so let's wind down by saying yeah. this. Yeah, you're out of there. Today's the 26th. This will air the 29th. Mm-hmm. And you're out of there. First week of August, going to yeah. Albuquerque. That's right. That our next our next podcast will be me in Albuquerque. Hopefully, some... at a Ramada Inn with great Wi Fi. <laughs> I'll definitely have great Wi Fi. There's no. Will you doubt do about some that. readings from? Will you do some readings from your your script? Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I wonder if I get in trouble. I don't know. I don't. Don't reveal any plot lines, but just no, no. But I could do line. I could do some lines. Yeah, I, we can we can run lines on this podcast. You can you can email me somebody else's script, and I'll, I'll yeah. play your love interest, and you can be you, and we can just practice for the next day's uh, shooting schedule. Yeah, I can. That's a good idea. We can run lines. Okay, let's do that next week. I'm, I'm, da- I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> but but make sure you don't get fired for it. Okay. Exactly. I know. Uh, well, that was um, fun. All right, Joseph, I love you. Uh, I love you. I honestly love you. This is our first time, first time in the new digs. Uh, I know. I, I got to get to St. Louis at some point. I mean, I don't know when, you do. but. You won't, but you do. I do. And you I will. do. Did, did you do your golf tournament, by the way? I did. A hundred years ago? Yeah. Did anyone yeah. come down? That said oh my god we had, that, we had we had oh the la guys no i knew yeah, that wasn't gonna yeah. happen we okay. had our best day ever we raised six hundred and forty nine thousand dollars in half a day wow. on a golf course with only six auction items and a 45 minute program and i got a i got the bead from uh that one of these kids uh and I'll just probably not appropriate for the podcast, but I a, a kid who had been through cancer and came out of it the other end and has been declared cancer free. Um, 
His name's Luke Carhoff. Gave me uh, the bead that he had with him when he was going through chemo. And I, I, I cried on stage. I know that'll surprise you in front of the entire audience, but he presented me, he and his dad, and then he spoke mm-hmm. to the crowd and said how much the the tournament meant to him and oh, it just was God. a great day it was an unbelievable awesome. day and i've kept that i've kept that bead with me that they framed everywhere i've been since and now it's sitting in my new closet here and oh, uh, so great in Good st louis yeah i need to do something for other people you know i mean not to get not to create an entirely new topic but you know i think that that's helps you get out of a lot of the anxiety or shit depression whatever it is that you're no doubt with. No Just doubt. Just do something for somebody else. Right. Know? Why don't you start by sweeping that porch that you're sitting on for, for somebody else's home? Nah. Yeah. That's not really. That's <laughs> not going to make you feel better. It's going to make no, you feel No, 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 tired. no. It'll just make me tired. My arms will get tired. I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, congratulations anyway, we on we'll, your hair. Really. Hey, really. thanks, buddy. Thanks. That was good. That was fun. And then uh, stay tuned for the video. Of watching yeah. Joe get it all done. Yeah. You know, and his voice, he's like this. Hey, man, this is fucking awesome. What bro. was it like for you to see me finally, like, kind of <laughs> out of it? <laughs> you were so out of it. You were like Bill Clinton. You were talking like hey. this, kind of. Hey, hey I'd, I'd like to get, <laughs> you're about to get some you're hair like, plugs. Hey, pardon like, me, Doc. You're like, he's a genius, man. This guy's a genius. Oh, this look at a- this. It's a cordon blue in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did I did I order brown rice or white rice? <laughs> nah, it's like a mix between Bill Clinton and Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it's totally yes. hey, all right, all right, all right. It is, but it was good. I liked seeing you out of it a little bit. You're like, hey, man, <laughs> no you think, stress, bro. Do you think Bill Clinton ever said that, like behind closed doors in the different settings he was in over time? Just been like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, for sure. <laughs> How about uh, world leaders? World, world leaders. leaders. World yeah, leaders. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Right. When, world when leaders. That... All right. All right. Well, you want to make all this right. deal? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this new trade agreement. All right. All right. <laughs> Should we sign NAFTA? All right. All, all right, right. All right. <laughs> hey, Hillary. Hillary. Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Peace be right. with you. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. 